This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is going on, guys? My name is Hussein. In this video, I want to talk about how WebSockets work with HTTP2. Yes, it, for the longest time, we always thought that why reinvent the wheel? We know how WebSockets work with HTTP1, which is, I'm going to explain now in a second. Why can't we just use the same method? There is a very, very good reason. There are a lot of smart engineers sitting down and building great spec to squeeze every single performance out of everything, right? And this is one of them. This is the what I'm going to about to explain is RFC request for comment 844 one how about we jump into it lights on guys all right so uh this rfc is called uh boot scrap boot what's crapping bootstrapping web sockets with http2 all right guys but before we talked about that i want you to have a little bit of an idea how http2 works if you don't check out the video here right here i think it's right here yeah, check out the video right here to learn more about HTTP because it's very critical for the, for the point I'm about to make. However, HTTP, normal HTTP traffic, 1-1, with WebSockets op work as follows. Okay, I am a client. This is a mobile phone. And this is a WebSocket server. Let's say this is the WebSocket server. What you every WebSocket server is a web server that means it's less than usually in port 80 or 443, and you can listen to any port really. really. And what we do, the client establishes a TCP connection between uh, itself and the web server, and then it attempts to communicate using just normal Git request. And the first Git request that it sends it says, Hey, Git request. This is a normal HTTP traffic, right? Get request, and in the header it says, here's an upgrade header. I want to upgrade this pipe that I just created, right, between moi and the web server, and I want to make it into a WebSocket server. Do you support this or not? That upgrade request, which is a normal good request, that Upgrade request reaches the web server and the web server says, wait a second, I don't know what the heck is this WebSocket thing, so I don't know. It will just ignore it. Or if it does know what a WebSocket says, it's like, yes, I know this. It's going to reply with 101, I believe, uh, status quo says, switching protocol, son. It's going to say that. And then from now on, that TCP, that beautiful TCP connection that we created is just now reserved for this WebSocket. You cannot do anything with it. So if you want to send a GET request to obtain a CSS file or JavaScript, use another use another TCP connection. You cannot use this. This is reserved for the WebSockets, right? And that's a, that's essentially how WebSockets So now the server can send garbage to the client, the client can send garbage to the server, and they can communicate with information, 
All right. So that's the idea of WebSockets. Obviously, with HTTP 1, 1, 1, establishing TCP and having it only does one thing is a little bit of waste of memory, right? And waste of resources because TCP can does can do so much for us, right? And we're using it for just a request response. And yeah, the browser does this uh, silly thing that's called pipelining and, and it just establishes six TCP connections. But we're, this is over now. HTTP 2 have one TCP connection between the client and the server. And you can multiplex multiple, multiplex on this side, multiplex multiple requests into the single pipe that we built. So you can say a request to get the indexed HTML, a request to get this uh, JavaScript file, and the CSS, and, and, and your PDFs, and everything, your APIs, your JSONs. All of them can be multiplexed together. And you might say, Hussein, how though, right? How, how do I know if, if you're sending everything in the almost in parallel? How do I know that the, the, the responses that comes back from the web server are for which request? You don't know, right? Because they can come out, out of order. Here's where the idea of stream tagging. And I don't like the word stream, to be honest. I, I prefer what RabbitMQ named it, channel. But it is what it is. That's what Google did, right? Google is almighty. So they decided speedy is called this. These are called streams. So we're following those called streams. So yeah, these are called streams. And every single stinking request will get a stream ID. So if the request, if the server responds back with, with the data for that request, it will tag it with a stream ID. I don't know what the hell, what is that all about? Sorry. So yeah, we'll, every response will have a stream ID. So the client will come back and says, okay, this is stream ID. Oh, this is for this guy. This is for this client. This is for this client. And we'll start doing that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful design. A little bit of limitations that I talked about here. TCP and HTTP2 limitation. Check out this video. But regardless, it's beautiful. One TCP connection for many requests. WebSocket right? The OG WebSocket client comes and says, like, yo, what's up? I want to make an upgrade request and goes into the pipe, right? Imagine we don't have this new RFC and the server go, they says, yeah I, uh, yeah, I support WebSocket server and we'll reply back with the WebSocket upgrade and they will say, yeah, okay, let's do that. Okay, let's use this TCP connection as a WebSocket. It was like, ooh, it was like the browser was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the heck are you talking about? I'm using the same TCP connection for 70 other streams and requests. You cannot just hijack the whole TCP connection for your stinking WebSocket uh, chatting gaming session. No, sir. No. We need to find a solution. And that's what browsers do. And I'm not sure if actually they implemented this or not. It says here, Mozilla actually proposed this thing. Pretty neat, huh? So, Mozilla propose this this like you know what websockets will act differently we want websockets to act differently in http2 and here's what we want you can still do the same thing we cannot we can no longer do this upgrade thingy because it's it's a little bit different upgrade behave differently but you can still use another request get request using another method called connect and 
using that, tell us what, what protocol you want to use. And when we get it to the, the other side, if the web server supports HTTP2, it will know to use one stream, one thread just for WebSockets on the same TCP connection. Isn't that cool, right? This is pretty cool. So they have to see the same TCP connection, one stream, one channel. I, I'm going to call it channel because I hate the word stream. Stream, what the heck stream means? Is it a river? No, I don't like the stream. I'm going to call it channel. <laughs> so yeah, so that stream will be essentially just for WebSocket, another stream for your get request, another stream for the post request, another stream for the put request, another request for the delete, another request for everything, right? So still one TCP connection with every single thing. So that's an idea of bootstrapping WebSockets with the GDB2. Instead of hijacking the whole socket to do one single thing, right? We're going to reuse it and reuse it to do multiple things. All right, guys. Going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome.